0: Hello, welcome to Persuade You, the podcast where I, Stephen, recommend to you, the listener, stuff and things that I think are worth your time in checking out. So if you've been following any of the social media that I've been posting to, you'll already know why these past two weeks have been silent. I have been spending a lot of my time, definitely not on vacation, I, I want to make that perfectly clear. As I don't get paid for this, there's no real uh, vacation, but if any of you aren't aware, there are some very serious things, very overdue things that are happening in America. And so this week's episode is... um, I'm going to address those first, and then we'll get into this week's recommendation. Uh, Of course, there are going to be chapters, so if you would like to skip this, feel free. You know I want to make sure that you guys are enjoying yourselves But I also want to be sure that I touch on this. I think it's important. These past two weeks, I have done nothing but consume podcasts and books and watching. I want to not come off as, well, I mean, I'm going to come off as ignorant. I was privileged to be born white and a white male. So I've been afforded many things that I have taken for granted my entire life. I have also been silent in many of the times where I shouldn't have been. I don't think there's been one time in my life where I thought that interactions with police, law enforcement, what have you, interactions on a daily basis were vastly different than mine. Of course, there are incidents, and you hear about them in the news and the media, and then, you know, it's like this big thing for, you know, maybe a week, two weeks, and then it's gone. And I have ADHD, I've had multiple concussions, so my memory isn't great, normally. I mean, I I text myself lists so I can remember stuff when I go to the store. That's not a joke. Um, And I've texted myself a list for this podcast, this episode right now, because I have resources and things that I want to put in. And instead of like creating an entire Google Doc for it, just going to use text messaging because it works. But I don't think that that's an excuse. I don't think that what I've done has been okay. I think this country as a whole, and of course I'm talking about the United States, but I think overall countries, when you take them as a whole, have a short attention span, have a short memory. And we, we all remember many, many past incidents, and I've learned a lot about some that I'd never heard of. And it's because this is not ever present in my daily life. I don't have to worry about you know getting in my car and going to the store late at night. I don't have to worry if you know I have someone of a different race in my car or we're walking out of a movie theater and we get in my car and a cop coming over and asking if everything is alright. I don't have to worry about going shopping and getting treated differently just because of the color of my skin. I have never once had to worry about that with the exception of once in Hawaii and then while on my deployment in uh, Afghanistan. Those are the only two times where I can remember, and Hawaii, it was a very, very, very isolated and rare incident. There's a beach on Oahu called Sandy's, and the moment we landed, the, the advice was don't go there. That's a local beach, just don't go. They don't want people in the military to go there, and that's that's perfectly fine. When you look at the history of Hawaii as a nation and not as a state, and you look at it as, you know, going back and seeing what happened, uh, yeah, uh, white people were a bunch of dicks, which is, you know, basically what the entire story of humanity could be boiled down to. White people being dicks. And then, of course, in Afghanistan, um, I think one of the things off the top of my head that I want to say here is that Afghanistan isn't as interconnected as many other countries. We have, like, cell phones, and we have like social media and stuff like that. And sure, some of the big cities there do. But a lot of the smaller, smaller, um, I can't even say towns, because they're more like villages. And they, there's a lot of culture there that I learned to appreciate. But one of the things that I learned is that some villages were so cut off that when I was there in 2011, they asked if we were Russian, if we were a part of the Soviet Union just just think about how long ago that was and so we weren't exactly treated uh well I think that's an understatement to be quite frank uh, we shouldn't have been there in the first place but that is a topic for another time but those are the only two instances and of course like that was for a year but even after that like you know the locals that we visited uh, frequently were great and everybody in Hawaii is pretty fantastic I I don't think I never even went to Sandy's but being told that I couldn't go someplace just because of who I was and, you know, what I did was kind of a, like a culture shock. But then imagine that every single day in your hometown, where you grew up, or even where you didn't grow up, it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is, is that racism is so ever present in America. And we get told constantly that we are so free So free, we are the freest country. Free, free, free. It's it's amazing. We have five percent of the world's population living in America. Twenty eight percent of that is in prisons. Most of that are black people, and I don't want to. That's is most of them are non-white people, plain and simple. I mean, what we found out in Ferguson years ago was that the cops there were basically instead of finding out a way to fund the local government. The cops just started pulling people over more. What I learned recently is that in New York, and again, uh, all the links for these will be in the show notes. In New York, they had a, a year where they stop and frisked more people, specifically more like black people, than the population of the city, which means that they pulled over and stop and frisked people more than once because they were black. And now what's what's crazy to me and again like these past 2 weeks have I I like to think of myself as like a guy that knows random pieces of facts, random trivia that I can just spit off the top of my head. This is a huge just chunk of information that I never knew. I never even thought of ever. And that's the thing is like, you don't have to think about that. If you're white in America, you don't, you don't have to think about it. You have the privilege to not have to worry about that. You have the privilege to ignore this stuff. Because it doesn't affect you or anybody that you deal with on a regular basis. That's what When people are saying white privilege, that's what they mean. They don't mean, you know, what your implicit biases are or how racist you are. They mean just by being white, the things that are afforded to you or the things you don't have to worry about daily just because you're white. And these are the things that you, you just don't have to worry about. I've never had to worry about getting pulled over unless I am like speeding or uh, my license and registration are expired or about to expire, stuff like that. But the title of this episode is the thing that I want to talk about. If you ask any parent, even, even any kid or any student, hey, what does it mean when you get the talk? Easy. We're talking about Relationships. We're talking like the birds and the bees, how things work, stuff like that, right? At least in America, that's what the talk is. In the past two weeks, I learned from more sources than I will have room for in the show notes, more tweets, more posts, more uh, Reddit threads, all of it, that there is a talk that white people don't know about. I don't know if this happens in other races, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the fact that in black households, there is a second talk that has to be given to every son and daughter about how to interact with people, the world, and cops when you go out. That parents have to, parents have to tell their kids that all the things that they find out in school how great cops are, how they're out there to protect you, and how you should go up to a cop and talk to them, or if you get pulled over to do this, this, and this, all of these things, that you are going to be treated so much differently when you step out of this community and this household because you're black, because the way you look, cops are gonna treat you differently. Cops are gonna profile you. Cops are gonna pull you over more likely cops are gonna be more aggressive, more uh, assume more, potentially plant things and kill you. We have all seen, and if you haven't, I, I don't I don't know how you haven't. eight minutes and 46 seconds. I, I watched we all watched a man get murdered casually as it w- as if it was like no big deal. and that, that. Is such a huge problem that again I didn't know about. I knew about all the ones that we hear about in the media. Those are the ones that become the lack for a better phrase, like the poster child. The the one to rally around, the one that the media talks about, the one that all the marches and the protests and the call to action, all of these things rally around. But what about the ones that don't? There are so many names that never make the public eye. The ones that happen at night with no family. The ones that are homeless or the ones that didn't have the luxury of a friend or family member or somebody that cared nearby to hit record on their phone. Imagine before camera phones how often this happened. All of this has been thrown right in the public's face, and I think I agree with a lot of the sentiments that I've heard from a lot of the resources that I've been listening to is that it's that there was no no sign of, oh, well, what about before he started kneeling on him, or what, what happened before, like 30 seconds before the record button was hit, or no, there's there's no ambiguity here, none. The officer kneeled on George Floyd's neck for almost nine minutes, 9 minutes. That is a long time. And then just does it casually. None of the other officers did anything. But then we have things like, you know, Brianna Taylor. Those officers are still just, you know, hanging out running around. I'm going to have a lot of links, a lot of links, a lot of videos in the show notes talking about this. And I honestly think that if you're white, you need to educate yourself. But the thing about it is is don't just take in all this information and do nothing. Sure. In the United States we have this plur- we have this presidential election coming in November. Who cares? That isn't going to fix the cops. Never it will. It's not going to fix the racial injustices that happen daily, the racism and the prejudices that happen on a daily basis. That needs to be an active thing. We need to be actively anti-racist. And you're gonna you're either gonna hear this done or you're gonna see it a ton or maybe not. But it means going to your city council, your city hall, participating in these things, finding out which neighborhoods and parts of your city are underfunded and figuring out ways to divert money there, figuring out what is the accountability for officers when things happen there has been and I'm sure I I don't I don't I don't know where everybody that listens falls on the political spectrum um, and I know where John Oliver falls on that left right divide but what I will say is that every video he's done on police from accountability to recently police which is I think is just named the like police then you have yeah, man oh, man. There's so many. Civil forfeiture. He has one on militarizing the police. I want to say there's like six or seven videos in total. And then you can go further back with who he mentored under, and you can listen to Jon Stewart talk about all of this. The same exact things happening years ago. A black church being shot up in South Carolina by a guy, a white guy, and he killed tons of people and wounded many more then you had the orlando shooting the orlando nightclub tons of people waxed because of racism and it's we have seen this so many times i think a lot of people became desensitized to it you hear about all these things and you hear the numbers and you hear what happened but again doesn't happen to you why does it matter and now after seeing this video all the, the, like the entire thing from start to finish. I think it really basically just like grabbed the shoulders of a lot of white people and was like, Hey, Hey, you see this, this is happening all the time, and we don't always have our camera phones out, or they could get taken, or we forget them, or we're too busy getting thrown up against a wall that we're not able to record this stuff. And thrown against a wall is something that uh Jon Stewart's successor Trevor Noah talks about. He talks about that whole thing about why it's I'm, I'm not even going to explain because he does it way better than I ever could. And again, links will be in the show notes, and there there's so much you can do. And that's, that's really what I want to urge every single one of you. You're all amazing for even sticking around this long. And I know that this is more of a somber episode. And I honestly had a recommendation and I'll probably tack it on at the end. But I, after everything that I've been hearing, everything that I've been learning, it's, I can't imagine sitting my daughter, who's four, sitting her down, And telling her that, just looking into her eyes, that's my world right there. She is everything to me. And knowing that as she gets older, she is more and more at risk. And the moment she goes out into public, I won't be able to protect her. And I want to say it was... Paris, who's a well-known content creator in the Destiny community. He has his own podcast called The Gamer Tag Radio. I think he said it on the Spawn on Me podcast. And he said, I don't know if they're gonna come home. I have to tell them this. And that's what any parent wants. It doesn't matter what what race you are, you want to protect your children, and you do so all the time and you try and protect them from, from the world because you want them to be successful. You want them to go out and do better than you. But then knowing that they might go out and never come home, and you may not even find out what happened until weeks or months later, if ever, because no one is being held accountable. No one is going to prison or is going to court. And sometimes when they go to court because they work so hand in hand with the DA, they just get off light. Again, these are all things that are covered in the resources and the videos that I will link. I'm also going to link a lot of the places where you can help out. The biggest thing that I think the public and you listeners can do, other than donating your money and your time, don't forget this, please. I know I am preaching to the choir, to any Black listeners, any Hispanic Latino listeners, any Muslim listeners, anyone that isn't white. You guys are all just, yeah, duh. I also think that there is, there's not an insignificant chance that some of you listeners are going to be put off by this. Some of you are probably or have already clicked away because this isn't why you come to the, this podcast. This isn't why you subscribed and liked and uh, reviewed wherever you did. And to those of you who that can't understand why I'm doing this, maybe never heard the last podcast that I did, which was Front End Tech with Jonathan Suarez and Jesse York, two two great guys. John is Filipino, and I can only imagine what he's had to go through. I've listened to a lot of interviews, not not only of black people within the past couple of weeks, but many different races talking about racism in America and how it's still very prevalent. Asians. It's, it's just, I didn't know. Um, Dante Bosco, who is the voice of Prince Zuko in Avatar The Last Airbender. He is also, some of you may know him as Rufio from the movie Hook with Robin Williams. He did a great interview where he talks about moving to California, moving cross country, and how there were like no resources for anyone that wasn't white. Lin-Manuel Miranda, talks about it as well. Talking about it in Hamilton, where they're talking about all the different races that make this country what it is. And then you have, um, he's from Puerto Rico, and uh, that's a territory of America and gets zero rights. Again, there's a John Oliver episode where Lin-Manuel Miranda is a guest, and they talk about it. I think it's something that I didn't realize that so many people that were close to me went through on a daily basis and i never knew this brings me to a word that i learned a long time ago and do my best to remember it when interacting with people on a daily basis the word is called sonder s-o-n-d-e-r and basically it's the understanding that every person you interact with on a daily basis has a life as complex and full of family and interactions and problems and victories and annoyances and things that you go through that they also go through all the time. But here's the thing. If you're white, there are a lot of problems that you will never have that people of other races go through every single day. And they have these fears and anxieties. And I can't imagine what it would be like to have anxiety. And then also on top of that being black, I I honestly can't. And I think anyone that knows me knows that I'm, I'm a pretty open book. And if you want to talk or need to talk or need something, you know, reach out. I got you. We can talk whenever you want. I never once before all of this happened, thought that when I saw something on the news, it never clicked for me that I thought, oh man, this could happen to, you know, my buddy, so-and-so. I never, I never linked those two that, hey, what happened to this guy or this woman could happen to my friend. Never once. I never made that connection. And that is something that I should have been making the connection to this entire time. And why I think so many black people are angry that uh, it took this. It took another death for anything to be done. And this is not over. It's not going to be over for a long time. But it took until now. And oh, man, that chick in the park that was walking her dog, milit- like she weaponized being white and hmm, I guess weaponized racism, I guess is, is how you phrase that. She basically told the guy that she was gonna call the cops because he was black and they were harassing her because she knew what was gonna happen. She knew exactly what she was doing. She knew if she called the cops that because of their different races, that she would be treated better and he would be treated worse and would probably go to prison. And here's the thing, if that interaction hadn't been recorded, if he didn't think to pull out his phone and start recording and she called the cops and the cop showed up and was like, hey, what's going on? I would be willing to bet a massive amount of money that he would be in prison, or at least, or at least would be spending time in jail or locked behind a cell until such time as he could be bailed out, or they couldn't find any evidence to support. And after that, the situation's already over. And all he did was ask her to put her dog on a leash. And that right there is what sickens me. It's disgusting that we are this far. We, If you told me, if you told me in 2008, after we had elected President Obama, that we would be here, now? No way. There's no way. I saw that as such like a progressive maturing move by America. And then we went from that to the worst thing possible. And the the best thing is right now I am loving, loving seeing people that voted for Trump realizing everything that we said before he got elected. Oh, and best believe uh, you guys, I'm just letting you know, I didn't vote for Hillary. So, uh, Any of you thinking, that? oh man, no, 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 I hate her too. As this isn't a politics podcast. I don't like talking about politics. Anyone that knows me knows that that's my kind of my thing. I, I just don't talk about it. I just shut down. This is one of those things where I refuse to. I can't. Because now I see friends and I don't want them to become a statistic. I don't want my daughter to grow up in a world like this. It's already messed up as it is. Like to round this off... I just want to stress that right now, I think a lot of people are saying some conflicting messages. I think some people say, don't be silent. And then some people are saying, uh, you know, shut up and listen or be quiet and let people talk, but don't say anything. And I think you shouldn't have it either of those ways. Yes, you need to listen, but it needs to be active listening. You need to be hearing what the person is saying understanding where they're coming from, why they're saying it, don't, you shouldn't be offended by what you're saying, by what you're hearing. You don't, you shouldn't be offended that they are saying you have white privilege. What you should be offended by is the fact that there are people just like you that are being treated like animals, like garbage. That's what you should be offended by. You should be offended by the fact that we have people that we pay our tax dollars to fund We have put them up on a pedestal and said, these are the ones that you should strive to emulate. You should want to be like them. Good to everybody protecting the heroes. But now we're finding out that they aren't. And I hear this phrase so often, well, it's just a few bad apples. Okay, what's the rest of that? The rest of that is a few bad apples ruin the bunch. That's what we have. You watch that George Floyd video you tell me how any of them are innocent because they're not. I understand that there are going to be people that are doing the right thing, people that are stepping forward and saying, hey, no, that's not where we should be. And what I worry is that the people, the good cops that are standing down and turning in their badges, okay, where does that leave, where does that leave that precinct? Now there is one less good cop there. And then another thing is, okay, so when they turn that in, are they going to run for city council? Are they going to participate in their local elections? Are they going to advocate for all of these things? We don't know. We don't have enough data to show what happens when good cops step down. What do they do? A lot of people are pushing for abolish or defund the police. And you have to understand how long the black community has had to deal with this. How many talks have been given to sons and daughters? How many moms and dads have seen their children buried or not even had the dignity of being buried? We are talking about people, humans. We're talking about systemic racism. This isn't a, oh, well, it's just the cops. No, it's not. Systemic means it goes all the way up. You look at look at the internship program that the White House holds from show the one. Look it up. Go, go ahead. I won't. I won't. I will stop you. Look up the internship program under Obama. How many of those people are black? Then look at the current one how many are white? That's racism. There are so many instances of this where I think a lot of people think that racism is, you know, saying the N-word or man, or like wearing a hood on your head and going to a rally for the KKK or... But now a lot of people are realizing that no, the that's the most severe case of racism, in my opinion. Of course, again, a white guy. That is the most outspoken mainstream form of racism. And this what we are seeing is subtle, weaponized racism, where it's not overt. It's not shown daily. It's a few bad apples. It's, well, what happened before this? It's, well, he must have not been that great of a guy. It's, well, there is family. Of course, they're going to say he was a good kid. It's, well, why was he wearing a hoodie at night? It's, well, he was, you know, 200 plus pounds. Of course, it's going to take five guys to take him to the ground. It's that they said, you may have rights, but they never read them to you. It's so many things and more. So many things that I have basically passively ignored for most of my life. That's not the right answer. This isn't over. It's not over by a long shot. And I think when you bash NFL players. when, <laughs> As a Niner fan, a 49er fan from California, was one of the only people that I knew that stood up for what he was doing. Colin Kaepernick took a knee during a song about a flag and people lost their minds. People freaked out because he was silently and peacefully protesting. And then on top of that, He started giving millions of dollars to in-need communities. Then, on top of that, the NFL blackballed him. Basically said, hey, we don't want you here anymore. And he couldn't sign with anybody. So then what did he do? He took him to court and he won, but he still doesn't get to play. now we're at a point where the NFL has come out and said, hey, racism is bad. Duh. Way to go, guys. But you want to know what they didn't say in that? They didn't apologize to Kaepernick. They didn't even mention his name. It's stuff like that where it's like, how sorry are you? And when, let's say in two weeks, Black Lives Matter kind of slowly dies down in the media, it's not trending anymore, then what? Is the NFL going to still back players that want to take a knee? What about the NBA, MLS, Premier League? Like how how far are we going with this? Because this isn't just an American thing. This is a worldwide thing. This week's recommendation is going to be the movie Zootopia. Yep, you heard that right. Zootopia. Why? Because that movie basically lays out racism in the most fundamental, bare, obvious way, where the predators are being treated one way, but they want to be treated another way. Why they can only hold certain jobs because they're not allowed to hold any others. That is what we are talking about. So I encourage all of you, watch Zootopia. It's a pretty good movie when it comes to animated films. In my opinion, it's still not as good as Into the Spider-Verse, but that's a great other one. Have a full episode on it. Speaking of, a minor side note uh, for PlayStation fans, I am so excited for the Miles Morales uh, Spider-Man game. It looks so good. Anyways, Zootopia. Seriously. I mean, it's got Shakira as a giraffe. It's pretty cool. I think that's it. I think this entire episode basically to make, to take a step in the right direction to a place where racism doesn't exist, that we have accountability for anybody that murders another human. That is one of those Ten Commandment type things that we have known for years and years and years and years. Don't kill. Don't murder. So whatever you do, do it smartly. Do it safely. Look, no matter if you are on the right or the left of this, this isn't a left-right issue. This is a human rights issue. Dying in the middle of a street or being thrown up against a wall or being looked down upon or having the cops called on you just because of the color of your skin is wrong. We talk about this from elementary school. We talk about this. I think that's, I think that's all I got. I, I can't speak about the black experience. I can't talk about what it is like to grow up black, but what I can do is I can do everything within my power to not forget any of this and to continue to be active, to continue posting, to continue sharing, to continue making this a thing that doesn't stop until we actually have equal rights for everyone. Because until black lives matter, all lives don't matter. Black lives matter right now, have always mattered, and will always matter they fall within all lives matter. So you can't say all lives if black lives is not part of that. All right, I'll see you guys next week.